Hey girl, you ever feel like because you're Christian, you have to sugarcoat the truth? You know, those times that you're driving or walking and you begin to think, did that really happen? Does this happen to other people? Am I on another planet? And then the thought occurs, why don't we talk about these things? Well, for one, fear of catching backlash from the saints. And two, not many opportunities to share in a safe space. While women cultivating is your safe space. And guess what? Sis, you won't be dismissed from the pew. When we say... We lay it all on the altar. I mean, we come bearing the hurt and fears and together begin the process of healing. Wild Women Cultivating is all about us speaking our truth, wild and all to foster trust, build spiritual relationships and increase our faith together in one place, one session at a time. We are speaking up and out. Sis, come on in the room. And when you get in here, move over so another sister can join. This is Wild Women Cultivating. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Isis, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Wild Women Cultivating. Sis, come on in the room, and when you get in here, move over so another sis can share the seat with you. I am so glad to be back. I took some time off from recording. I think the last recording that I did was sometime in the beginning of January. Um, Thank you so much for all of you who have reached out. If you didn't catch my last podcast, I did... Um, I did say that my dad passed on Christmas Eve. So thank you for all of you who have reached out, who have texted me, emailed me, called me, brung over food for those who know me. Just I'm so thankful to you all. And please just continue to keep me and my family lifted up in prayers. It has not been an easy journey, but my faith, my faith has not shifted. I am still here. I feel like if anything, God is touching my life more than he has done before. So thank you so much again. Listen, so I figured since um, I told myself I was going to get back to being faithful in my recording, I wanted to talk about a topic that we all struggle with as humans, whether you are a believer or not. At the end of the day, you struggle with this emotion. This emotion is something that we face in our lives a lot of times, especially when we are embarking on any type of journey that uh, we decide to embark on. And that is the spirit of fear. So when I was getting ready to actually record, I have this whole process, right? And my process can often discourage me from doing anything else. And and just let me know, because this can be me. I was, um, I did a Periscope video first and I was preparing to do my Periscope because I said this year, if anything, I want to go back to doing more live videos. And if that's the case, I'm also trying to be committed to also making sure that I drop an episode every week. And when I went to go on Periscope, you know, ladies, let's be real. We we have to make sure that the hair is in place. We got to have all our stuff together. If you're anything like me, my organization is on point. So I always have my notes. I have to make sure my iPad is in one place. My laptop is in another place. My cell phone is in another place. I have to have my coffee or my tea. It was just, it was such a process. And then by the time I sat down, it was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And then I started really thinking about what the underlying thing was. And it was the fact of, you know what, what, 
what if this is corny? Like, what if there's nothing that I'm even going to say that's going to be inspiring or aspiring or, you know, make someone go, oh, let me share this. Or what if I say something wrong or I misquote something? Sometimes I enunciate words differently and everything. Or what if I trip up? Like, I just, I don't know. And then I felt that anxiety and fear starting to come up in me. And I almost said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. And that's when God said, you know what 2020 is going to be for you? It's going to be the year of decluttering fear. And I said, bro, yes, I call Jesus bro sometimes. I was like, bro, wow. Um, that was, that was serious because you know, anytime we go into a new year or a new phase in our life, we talk about decluttering. And I'm noticing that this word is becoming a very popular word. Like I'm starting to see there's YouTube videos on it. There's like Facebook groups about decluttering, decluttering your home, decluttering your workplace, decluttering your minds. And I was just like, you know what? It's a fact that a lot of us need to declutter fear because you know what? Fear holds us back from reaching our purpose and God's desire for our life. So let me just give you the scripture that I'll be coming out of today. That is 2 Timothy 1 chapter 7. I'm going to read the world English version first. So it says, for God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And of course, I'm going to read the King James Version. It says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So here's, here's the thing. Fear is a real emotion. Fear is a real emotion. Fear is a basic human emotion. It's something that we are equipped with. Um, in regards to just our survival instincts, because it helps us in the world, in the earthly realm, be able to respond to things when we sense danger or something is wrong, right? But in the spiritual realm, in Timothy, we are told God didn't give us a spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is actually an illusion, right? So we're taught that in church, but here's the thing. Because sometimes there are real things that we are fearful about. Some of us are fearful about getting married because we've never seen a, a successful marriage work out. Some of us are scared, uh, scared about starting a business because maybe we have encountered failures with previous businesses. Maybe we don't have a degree in business. Maybe we don't even know how to do a business plan. So how the heck can I have a successful business? A lot of us are fearful of having children. Why? Because let's be real. Some of us are messed up. Some of our parents have messed us up. And we're like, I can't bring another being into this world because I I'm a, I'm a t- I can't be somebody mama. I cannot be somebody mama. I'm a mess them up. Um, a lot of us fear just getting out of certain situations. A lot of us fear leaving jobs because that we we're holding on to the money. Like, Jesus, you see my loans. You see my student loans. I can't be broke. Are you serious? I'm already up here contemplating. Am I going to put this in gas or in my dinner tonight? I don't know, Jesus. Like, I can't walk out of that job. But a lot of us are fearful of if we walk out of that environment, what, what's going to happen to us? So first, let me just say, let me just say, you, you are stronger than you think. You are stronger than you think. 
And a lot of times in our situation, we don't see that. We don't see the strength in surviving. We don't see the strength in getting up every day and executing the day because we look at how how successful did we execute? Was the execution successful? Did we get, did we meet all of our goals today? Did I check everything off of my task list? Did I check everything off of my to-do list today? Did I curse anybody out today? Did I, did I not curse anybody out today, I should say? Somebody cut me off. Was I able to handle it in the Christian-like way? Sometimes it don't work out. Sometimes we wake up and the day from the time we woke up to the time we went to sleep, the enemy was just on our heels. The devil was after us. And you know what? We come back home and we feel so defeated. We feel like we, we just, we didn't win today. It wasn't a win. But guess what a win is? A win is waking up when you know you are going through a hellish season. The fact that you just get up out of your bed and your toes touch the floor is a win because in the enemy's eyes he don't even see he's trying to get you to the point that you won't even sit up in the bed sit up on that couch sit up in that car sit up in that shelter and have your feet touch the ground so i want to encourage you and tell you that you are stronger than you think you are before we get any further into this message understand just know that you're stronger than you think So I want to talk about the things that fear does to us. There are three big things that fear does to us when fear comes into play. First things first, fear keeps us stuck. Fear will keep you stuck in a relationship, a situationship, a situationship that we are not supposed to be in. Fear will have us at jobs five 10, 15, 20 years longer than we should have been at. Fear will have us in relationships that we should have been out of. Fear will have us staying in places that God has told us to leave. But because we don't know what the other side looks like, we'll stay stuck in a situation. We'll think that this is as good as it gets. So I'm just going to stay right here. So the first things first when it comes to decluttering fear, is we have to stop staying stuck. We have to get out of the mindset of staying stuck, of feeling like it doesn't get better from here, feeling like we can't get out of this situation, feeling like we're not going to defeat this situation, feeling like there is no forward in this situation. We have to get out of a stuck mindset. Sometimes we are looking at our, our situation and feeling like there's no end to this. And if the scripture tells us God didn't give us a spirit of fear, then I shouldn't allow fear of letting this thing go keep me stuck. I shouldn't allow the fear of growing, the fear of leaving, the fear of moving forward to make me stay stuck somewhere that I don't belong in a place that I'm no longer supposed to be in. So the first things first, we have to stop staying stuck. We have to be willing to get out of those stuck mindsets. We have to be willing to move forward and put a foot out. Step in the right direction of what that thing is that we've been dealing with. Number two, 
Fear keeps us comfortable. It not only keeps us stuck, but it also keeps us comfortable. There are so many people that get comfortable in their situation because of the familiarness of the situation. We know what that familiar, comfortable failure feels like. We know what that familiar, comfortable disappointment feels like. We, we know, we already know in our comfortability, in our comfortability, we already know what the situation looks like. We know how this ends. We know how it begins. It's no point for me to try to go do something different because I am okay. I'm comfortable with what I'm used to. This is good for me. This is good for me. I, I already know. I, I stay in. I know he cheats. I know he cheats. I'm here because I... I don't listen. I I already know. I already know what he brings. I know what he doesn't bring. And you know what? For me, this is as good as it's going to get. I mean, my dad did it. My uncle did it. My cousin did it. My mom did it. Whatever that thing is, sometimes we will start to conform the the our 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 situation to to what's happening around us. We'll start to get real comfortable in that situation and start to blend in with it and and talk ourselves into being okay, which brings me back to being stuck. We will be so comfortable in our situation that it keeps us stuck in the situation because we're comfortable with that. Because with any type of change, it brings discomfort, right? Growing is not a comfortable thing. And if you have to do something that you've never done before and you don't know what that looks like, like the thing about elevation is that God will elevate you in the places that he desires for you. Yes, he will give you the desires of your heart, but sometimes you don't know that the desires of your heart is also going out there to feed 5,000 or going out there to start an organization or going out there to go against something that isn't the norm to go against. And that can bring a sense of fear or even let's, hey, let's bring it right back to the real stuff, right? You don't see no homeowners in your family. So what you mean, God, go apply for the home, the loan? What, what do you mean by a home? I can't, I can't, I can't do that. There's nobody. What do you mean? Allow this man or allow, allow this be married. What? Don't just, don't just date no more. Nah, we've been, we've been together for seven years. Ain't no reason to put a ring on it. Now I'm comfortable where we are. This is, this is just what it is. I I I haven't seen successful marriages. What? What? Move, move out of, move out of my state. Leave my job. Do, what for what? What does that even look like? I, I know the work. I know what this is. But the thing is, is sometimes God will promote us in places that our, our spiritual qualifies us to be in those places. The spiritual qualifications are what makes us the right person for the position, the right person for the promotion, the right person to be able to be in that purpose. But we won't look at that all the time. We will say, I'm not qualified enough for that job. I'm not qualified. I'm, what? I'm, I'm not qualified to be married. I'm not qualified to be a homeowner. I'm not qualified to uh, write a book, to start a business. And what God will do is he will allow you to stay stuck and comfortable until you get tired of you, until you get tired of staying stuck and until you get tired of staying comfortable. On to the third thing. Fear will keep you 
regretful. Fear will keep you regretting. Fear will keep you looking back instead of looking forward. You know, here's the part that's interesting about social media, right? Is that social media (laughs) will show you what everybody else is doing, right? And there are some of us that are holding on to so many ideas, so many wonderful visions, but we're, we're, we're fearful to execute those things because we either we failed before and we're scared to fail again, or we've never done it before and we don't know what it looks like to actually do it. And we'll go on Facebook and we will see somebody write a book, not just one book, two books, three books, but we'll see somebody that's about to release their fourth book. And we'll look at that person. And sometimes we, we have the advantage. Like there have been situations that I've looked at other people and gone, how that happened. And they don't even have a high school diploma. And here I am with a master's degree. What, how did, how did this person get the promotion? And they don't even have the experience that I have, but you know what? They also, what their advantage might have been is they decided to move forward in the time that you decided not to or stay stuck or you hesitated for too long. God called your name on roll call and you weren't there that day and he kept moving forward. So let's let's get to a place where we're not looking back, but we're looking forward. So you can stop going on and seeing that another person just bought a home. So you can stop going on and seeing someone else just started a business that you were thinking about doing. That, that So you don't see doors opening for other people. And while you're celebrating that door happening and low key being bitter and upset about it, you go, you know what? If it can happen for that person, then I for sure, for sure know that it can happen for me. Do not allow fear to keep you in a place of regretting. I shoulda, woulda, coulda. I shoulda got out of this situation. I shoulda went and applied for the loan. I shoulda went and wrote the book. I shoulda went and said, God will have you in a place where you are, where you are watching other people succeed while you are staying in what's familiar and comfortable to you, while you're staying in that mindset of being stuck. He will watch, you will watch people move forward and get married. You will watch people move forward and have families. You will watch people move forward and get degrees. You will move forward. You will see people moving forward and you will be watching people meet all the goals that you had for yourself and execute those goals when it was supposed to be you. But God can only use you when you allow him to, when you are ready to be used, when you become a willing vessel for him to use, but you cannot be a willing vessel and a scared vessel because the thing is, is that you are going to go through some stuff. He is going to take you through some things. You are going to encounter some loss, some trauma, some transitions, (laughs) some adversity that you did not sign up for. But that's what happens when you decide to pick up that cross and say, I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. I'm going to follow him and I'm going to look for what my per I'm going to look for him to what my purpose is. And when you do that, you you you're asking for hell. You you're asking for hell because the adversary comes to still kill and destroy those things. And that's why 
He uses fear as one of the biggest emotions to keep us stuck, to keep us comfortable. You, you, can't, you can't be a homeowner. You, your credit's not good enough to be a homeowner. And, and that's why we'll stay stuck and comfortable in those situations. And then later on, regret people who we see, who we know for sure, if you don't got a lot, if your credit is bad, they don't even have a line of credit. I'm, um, so I'm in the field, right? I'm a social worker. I'm in the field. And I went to a client's house who she works twice a week, maybe three times a week. She works overnight. Um, it's not like the best paying job, but it's a decent paying job. And she tells me that she, she applied to her credit was 540 on one and maybe 560 on another. And she tells me that she just got approved for a $200,000 home ownership loan. I said, I'm sorry, you just got, you just got approved for what, with what type of credit? How? How? So it, it again brings back to my perspective, sis, what you doing? What, what's you, you over here comfortable in this apartment while you, you about to be at your client's house in her new home because she don't went out here and got a loan that you know that you have a bigger advantage than she does when it comes to being able to get approved for a loan. So what's, what's happening? What's, what's going on here? So be mindful that if you are not in roll call, God will call somebody else. He will open the door. He will have you watching other people walk through doors that he created for you to walk through. But you always have an opportunity. But like I said, the enemy will use fear. Your, your credit score is not good. Why do you think you're going to get approved for that? You never seen a successful relationship. Why do you think you deserve better? You, you, for, you'll, you'll be a first generation generation grad what nobody's in your family has ever graduated from anything you know he he will keep reminding you of those things to instill fear in your heart and make you feel discouraged and less than and you will start to think that you are the tail instead of being the head and we have to remember what god has called us who he calls us what he's called us to be right so um Let's let's go back. So fear keeps us stuck. It keeps us comfortable and it keeps us regretting. Another thing that the enemy will use is he will make you think that you have time that you don't have. A lot of us don't know when our expiration date is. Um, I remember hearing this quote. And again, I'm probably not quoting it right. I don't remember where I heard it. I do think that it's an old saying because my mom used to say it to me. But um, it goes something like there are a lot of visions, creativity, and businesses in the graveyard. There are so many people who have passed on that had ideas, that had a vision, that, that probably had the medicine, the cure for things that we are still working on that are now in the ground. 
Don't be the person that thinks they have until next year. Sometimes we get so caught up in thinking, I haven't, I, you know what? I'll do it next year. You know what? I'll, I'll do it six months from now. You know what? Do it right now. Start working on that thing right now. Because guess what? If 2019 and 2020, the beginning of 2020 taught me and is teaching me anything it, for nothing else, it has taught me you don't have the time that you think that you have. You will spend your time watching everybody else and end up realizing that you now have buried dreams and visions and goals that you never executed because you chose to stay in a stuck mindset and a comfortable mindset and a regretting mindset. You don't know how much time you actually have. So start right now. There are so many people that wake up and they think, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to get ready for work. I'm going to do this. And guess what? Something happens and it doesn't even have to be a situation where they're now deceased. But Maybe they got into an unexpected accident and now there's a disability or there's some sort of cognitive limitation. Guess what? Guess what? They they didn't know that. They might have thought that they had time. They might have thought that they had time next year to write that book. They might have thought that they had time next year to get married to that person. They may have thought that they had time next year to be able to fix that relationship and come find out they never saw next year or that person never saw next year that they were supposed to forgive. So stop a lot. Stop thinking that you have the time to take in order to step out in your purpose. Um, the enemy uses fear not only to distract, but to still kill and destroy. He uses fear to, to make you still, to steal those dreams, to steal those visions, to steal those ideas. He feeds you those lies. You can't do that. You've never seen anybody do that. You're, you're not educated enough. You're not qualified enough. You're not equipped for those things. You can't do those things. He uses fear to kill those visions. He uses fear to to make you feel like you're not you're not worth it. What? Go you need you better go somewhere. You can't do this. You won't be successful. He'll throw those failures in your face. Remember all those relationships that didn't work out? Remember not nah, cuz you was out there heavy. You was out there hard. You did a bid. What? Mm-mm. What home you going to get? What Who going to hire you? You got a whole felony on your record. Who going to do that? Now nah, you was out here loose, loose. Just everybody bad. Everybody know you. Pastor who? Pastor sleep around? Pastor who? He will throw those things in there for you. He'll throw fear in there to destroy whatever that idea is, to kill that baby. He will make you abort your purpose prematurely, very quickly, very quickly. He will also use fear to keep you in a place of desiring a want instead of celebrating a have. Fear will have you wanting something. This this looks good. I wish. I would love to be able to do this. I would love for better to happen. I would love to be able to do this. But you're not celebrating the you have part. That's the part that is important. When we think about Moses and the Israelites and we think about the valley that they had to go through um, before they can get to the Red Sea. When we think about that story, we, we remember that 
God could have actually delivered them much sooner because there was a shorter route that they could have took. But the thing is, is that they had to go through some things to come out, to be able to see, to look back and see Pharaoh and his army being destroyed. There are going to be certain things. Again, it's that illusion that while you're in the valley, the enemy is going to use some illusions and some things that are actually like real stuff. Like you really going to be going to your bank account and seeing that you got like a negative nothing. There's nothing there, bro. Like, yo, you you've missed your rental payments like twice. Your car is about to get repossessed. There's no food in your refrigerator. You just got laid off from your job that he's he's going to use real stuff like you really lost your mind or your dad or a kid like you are going to go through some adversity god did not promise us rainbows and lilies <laughs> however he promised us that he would be with us and he promised that there is a purpose for our lives that that, that he is building a kingdom in the heavens for us he promised us that we can get through it if he brought us to it, we can get through it. So don't allow the enemy to use fear as something to make you stop and abort your mission and never get to that Red Sea. Never be able to cross to freedom and be able to look back at all the things that tried to destroy you, all the naysayers, all the failures, all the things that didn't work out to dis to, to, to discourage you. Don't Don't let that be something that happens to you. You know, let's not stay in a place where we're always looking back instead of looking forward. You you have to think that if God is allowing this to happen to you, here, here's when you know, and I've said this before, here's when you know that you really have something. Here's when you know that you're a powerful person and there's purpose in you. When the enemy is on your heels, like when you open your eyes and wake up, I want you to really imagine that Satan is on the side of your bed having a whole fit. Like, did you really decide to open your eyes again? Did you forget what I did to you yesterday? And he's going to give you hell for doing it again today. But when you think about moving forward and what God has for you when you come out of this that should be enough to push you to your purpose and push past that pain. You are going to have to press through some of the scariest things in your life. That's real stuff. That's real talk. There are some of us going through some stuff right now that it, it doesn't make sense that we even get up and get out of bed. But God says to us that he did not give us a spirit of fear. So there are times that we have to remember to wake that Holy Spirit up inside of us. There's a spiritual realm that we have to connect to and be like, hey, yo, look, this this look real scary on this side right now. Flesh wise, I don't think I'm going to make it. The boat, um, we out here on the sea, the storm is going sick right now. I don't think we gonna make it. And your spirit gonna tell you the boat's not gonna make it, but you gonna make it. So you have to remember that sometimes you're gonna get to the other side without that thing, without that boat, without that relationship, without that parent, without that thing that you thought was actually going to be the thing that supports you on the other side. There's going to be times that you're going to come out 
without people that you thought was going to be there or without certain things that you thought were going to be there. Some of you may have lost homes before and now you're not sure if you want to embark on that journey again. But guess what? God brings you better. He renews. He replenishes. Remember, you have a God that replenishes whatever the enemy comes to take. God gives you that even more. He gives more of that to you. So I want us to remember that when we are going through something, the enemy doesn't rob empty vaults. I hear a, pa- a pastor that says that all the time and I go, how true is that? You know that he's after you for something because if you were about nothing, there there are some people who he, it, they don't... <laughs> They self-sabotage themselves. He don't need to chase them for nothing. He don't need to knock on their door for nothing. He's coming after you because he knows, oh, you know what? Let me let me throw a court case over there. They they they, they, they it's not gonna work out. You know what? Let me keep on their credit karma. Let me show them that nope, your credit score actually didn't go up 10 points. It went down 10 points. Nope, let me send that denial letter. Nope, you done been on 15 job interviews. You haven't got the position. Yep, you done applied for 240 jobs. Nope, and still nobody's calling you back. Let me throw all of those things at you so I could keep you discouraged to the point that I won't have to do nothing. All I have to do is plant the seed, you'll water it, and that fear will grow. Pluck up those seeds. Pluck up those seeds. This is why it's important to start decluttering the spirit of fear because the next thing you know is he only has to do so much. Plant one or two seeds, you will start planting the rest. There are some seeds that he did not plant. He just planted one. That was the foundation and you started planting all the other ones around there because all it took was for one thing to trigger it all. That's all it takes. Um... I also want to, you know, bring up in this, this same scripture, it tells us he gives us power, the spirit of power. He gives us the spirit of love and he gives us the spirit of sound mind. And I said, you know what? Let me look up what, what does sound mind mean? And sound mind, it says it's the capacity to think reason and understand for oneself. So when we get in those situations where we're all where we're fearful and then we're like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't write a book. I can barely think, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. It says here, he gives you the power, the spirit of a sound mind. So you have the capacity to think this thing out. You have the capacity to reason. You have the capacity to understand for yourself. And here's the other translations that I like, right? So one translation says self-discipline. The other translation says sound mind. The other translation says wise discretion. The other translation says self-control. So you mean to tell me those times that we say we're not in control? You're telling me right here, God says he he gives us the spirit of self-control. So those times that we say, I can't stop doing this. Yes, you can. Because right here, it says you have wise discretion. It says you have self-control. You have self-discipline. You have a sound mind. Those times that we say we're powerless, we're weak. It says right here in all translations on that one, but gives us the power but of power, but of power. So when you say, oh, I'm too angry to forgive this person, there's too much hate in me to love this person. It says, oh no, he gives us the power of love. 
So stop saying you can't forgive. Stop living in this bitterness, this bitter mentality. Stop being so angry because they left you, because they hurt you, because they abandoned you, because they did something that was trifling to you. But I'm so angry that I can't forgive. Mm -mm. It says right here, he gives us the power of love. So yes, you can. You can still love on this person. That don't mean that you have to have a relationship with this person, but you can find love in your heart enough to be able to forgive them. You don't have to live your life so bitter and you can get that power back. Loving people gives you a power. It gives you a power to be able to move forward, not for them. Sometimes we think that forgiving someone gives that person the power. No, not at all. It gives you the power so you're able to move on and move on in a better mentality, move on in a healthier mentality. It gives you reason to get unstuck. Some of us are stuck in situations. Get unstuck. Stop being comfortable. Stop being comfortable. Stop being fearful of failure. That's what comes when you live life. You're going to run into failure. You are going to run into adversity. There's going to be stuff that's going to happen. Stop being afraid to fall. Stop being afraid to get hurt because growth comes from that. Growth comes from that. God has equipped you with all that you need to know and all that you need on this journey. As to why he says to us, as to why it tells us that he didn't give us the spirit of fear. He didn't give that to us. But this is the earth, this earthly realm. This is, this is the enemy's territory right here. And this is all he's going to use is, is the spirit of fear. So we got we to gotta break that lie. We got to break those generational curses. I'm like this because of my mom. I'm like this because of my daddy. Everybody in my family was like this. So I got to be like this. This is why it has to work out. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, no, I never seen nobody do this. I definitely can't do this. I can't be the first person to ever do it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. He didn't give us a spirit of stuck. He didn't give us a spirit of comfortability. He didn't give us a spirit of regret. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. But of power, love, and self-control, self-discipline, wise discretion. So I want you guys to remember that as you move forward. Remember that you don't have to stay in those situations. Remember that in order to move forward, you can't be comfortable. You have to willing to be okay with discomfort and allow discomfort to happen. You have to be okay with knowing that, God, where you're going to take me, I'm not going to be familiar with. It's not going to be a familiar place. But the familiar thing that I can always count on is you because your word cannot change. You do not change. So as much as my situation can change as many times as you desire, but you will always be the same. And as long as God will always be the same, that should be why we don't have the spirit of fear. Because we know that he doesn't change. He's the same God back then, right now, and in the future. He was the same God when you weren't here, when you were birthed, and when it's time for you to lead this earth. He will be the same God. So I want you guys to take that in. So while we are doing the decluttering our homes, decluttering our spaces, decluttering our minds, make sure you are also decluttering that fear in the places. Move forward. Take a step forward. If there is the book, if you have the book title, I challenge you, if you have the book title, to write that thing down, type it up, whether it's one sentence a day that you do, write that thing down, type it up. When, when it comes to starting the business, 
go and talk to someone. Go and talk to someone that has a successful business, but not only has a successful business, but will also share with you the failures of a business because wherever there's a success, there's a story of failure. Don't get it twisted. Don't let somebody lie to you and tell you that they never failed in anything, that this was always how it it worked out from day one. I don't care if they had the money to start it. There is a failure somewhere. There was something that tripped up. Go talk to someone who's been married. And have had some had some times. They they done had some hard times and I fell on rough times. You wanna you wanna know what a marriage looks like? Talk to some married folks. Don't be afraid to go talk to those elders that's been married for some 35, 40 years. They're going to tell you the real life of marriage and what you should need to be prepared for. For those who are single, be okay in your singleness. Stop thinking that it takes a person to make you whole. You have to be whole, honey, before God can introduce you to your Boaz or before God can introduce your, your, your wife to you. You got to be whole in yourself. So go out and look at the things that you have been allowing to hold you back that you have been allowing the enemy to use against you to hold you back um thank you guys again for listening if anything i hope that this blessed you the way that it blessed me you can find me on all social media platforms at i am rack that is i am Rack W R A C Rack stands for welcome reality, accept change. Continue to uh, you know, like I said, just keep me in prayer, keep my family in prayer. I will be praying for you as you all pray for me. If you have any questions, you can definitely hit me up on my Facebook, my Instagram. I check my DMs, I check my messages. Um, or you can also send me an email to IamRack at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting up with you guys again very soon. And remember, declutter that fear. All right, y'all. God bless until next time. Chins up, shoulders back, heads up, crowns on. Peace out.